0: Noirros or should I say howdy partners welcome yeah. to this week's out of the podcast we got gentleman Joey himself and we also in his corner we got jalopy Dan
1: we need some like ding ding like sound effects
0: yeah and we're all it's clearly our biggest shortcoming is the lack of sound effects in yes this, this show I don't have a soundboard at my ready
1: you need to get one of those with like the all like the horn sounds and like the like the clown kind of stuff.
0: I'm sure I could just prime that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got that's gotta exist somewhere.
0: I knew someone growing up who had like one of those and Oh really? See, it didn't seem like it was impossible.
1: Did he just like sit around and hang out with friends and like anytime somebody would say something he would just like hit a different sound?
0: I you know, it didn't uh, it didn't last long.
1: It, it, <laughs> the, the, People weren't fans of it? No, you know, the,
0: the stank wore off pretty quick.
1: I was going to say, that that gets pretty old, I think.
0: Yeah. But it it also could have been taken further advantage of. I don't know if we were ready for it at our age. We were a little too young.
1: Yeah, he was a little bit ahead of his time. Absolutely. That's what I've
0: always said about sound effects. Slow down.
1: Yeah, chill out. It's too
0: soon. I wonder what, like, when was the first, like, radio DJ sound effects? Do you think that was, like, 60s? Maybe even 50s when they were breaking rock and roll? That one guy who did it? I don't remember his name.
1: I mean, if we're talking about those type of, like, kitschy like gimmicky kind of stuff i would yeah. say probably but i mean i'm sure some type of sound effects existed before that like probably like the 30s or something someone banging a gong, right yes there's there's there, there had to be some type of element of that probably not like this like constant thing but maybe like a, an occasional little little thing little trill but yeah that'd be interesting to research i'd be curious, i'd be actually curious to know when that was like a thing at least like when they were making like those like the boards you know what i mean like when they were that was like a a real thing Sounds like you have your homework assignment. Damn it, I knew this was going to happen.
0: Are you going to let us know about it? You know, one thing I realized in the editing of these episodes is what a failure you are, Dan.
1: I mean, you don't have to tell me. You
0: promised us so much further, uh, and we're like, well, I'll get back to you, and then it never comes up again.
1: I think that's probably because I want to leave the audience wanting more. You know, what we're going to do is, like, I think when
0: we go to celebrate our first year, we're going to have a list of everything that you're going to follow up on, and you're just going to blow our minds with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I've been researching everything so far. What was Dark
0: Passage originally going to be called?
1: You're quizzing me now?
0: <laughs> you say, you're like, oh, we it a whole original title, and then you never, you never told us.
1: Oh, I don't have that yet. That one right. is not one I do have, so I'll have to come up with something.
0: I, I would hope so. The listeners have been waiting for weeks now. How long ago is Dark Passage? This is episode 11.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I'm All dogs go to heaven, too. We've already made it to that movie already, so The best one. Is I don't really remember those movies. I don't remember either one. I just yeah. remember that uh the two is better. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the same with like Five Like I think I liked Five O Goes West more than the original. Oh, we're actually getting serious about this now? Um yeah, just, sure. Yeah. I mean Five O went West. West is always a good time
0: as we're about to deep dive into.
1: And it relates to our movie, I think, too.
0: That's literally what I just said, Dan.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm asleep right now. I think that's what it is. Oh, man, I feel
0: you. I, uh, I had an energy drink I was going to have with this episode. I'm trying to fit those in. Uh, I feel like a podcaster should bring the energy. And if you can get that in a, a drink form, why not? But I totally forgot it along with my keys. I spent uh, that kind of day. Yeah, just so just we're right, going to have board. a real, yeah, the not an energy drink, just a drink. No, uh, just having to make it happen. Yep. Force it. Fake
1: it. Make it till you make it. I actually feel better than I expected. Yeah, you seem okay. I, I slept all right. Yeah, I feel like I got a lot of sleep last night. I think I needed it. I feel did like pretty sleep.
0: good. I got, I, you know, like I watched this movie. It was late enough, but, uh, mm. but also got some, some sleep in. Been watching a lot of Rockford Files. Got the, the Blu-ray set of that, so. That's cool. Yeah, been squeezing those in.
1: I've been, I've been meaning to rewatch the police squad after we've been talking, we talk about it all the time. And I, I, I had well that's it the theme of
0: this episode, Dan, we talk about a lot of things that we're not coming through.
1: I know I had it. I had it ready when, when all that snow was coming and then I just got sidetracked. I was watching, I had like a stack of movies I had to get through too. So I, I kind of put it on the back burner because I, I watched it not that long ago. Like I, I, it's, it's not, it's fairly recently that I got the Blu-ray upgrade. So.
0: See, I got it when it came out. It was, I believe that was last year. Maybe it was a little before, maybe it was the year before, but, uh. I feel I'm ready for it again. So yeah, you tell me when we're doing it. Yeah, and in, and in, uh, when we get to episode fifty-two, right? I'll watch it before then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'll it'll be watched. I, I mean, yeah. I watched it.
0: episode fifty-two will be when you watch Bill and Ted, right?
1: Yes, probably. That that <laughs> probably probably by then. Yeah, that gives you enough time.
0: All right. I feel like that's going to be like a uh, a Sunset Boulevard situation where you're going to be like, I I should have watched this movie the whole time. Yeah. Well, three I of feel-
1: them. Yeah, I feel you like... You have it in you. I know you. I feel like that's the case. I think it's just like, sometimes it just takes me a while. Like some of the more obvious ones sometimes take me longer. Like I just, I always, you know, I always seek out a lot of the more... You like Keanu first. Reeves? I do. I, I think I, I think my favorite is uh, Point Break though. I think that's the one that I watched a lot when I was younger. It's a good uh, one. So you yeah. read the
0: book it was based off of? No. By Ken Nunn. He's like a, he kind of had like a surf noir genre about him. It's, it's a lot more noir, the book. It's called really? tapping the source. Originally, very wow. it's very loosely turned into to Point Break. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, you know, put her her vision and stamp on it as uh, mm-hmm. so brilliantly as she often does. Um,
1: yeah, it's a good time. I mean, I, I that to, to the book club. That's one movie that like that's one of those movies. where like, if I see it on TV, like I'm just like, well, I'm watching it. Like it's just it's very just,
0: watchable. I mean, you got Swayze, yeah. you got Reeves. That's a great time. Um, you got
1: Busey. <laughs> you do you do
0: got <laughs> Busey as well and Lori Petty.
1: Yep, and John C. McGinley as the as their boss at the FBI.
0: That's right. Yeah, he and I like McGinley when he pops up, especially that era. He was, yeah. you know, when he's a little hungrier, and uh, yeah, he's yeah. A good time when he pops up.
1: Yeah, it's pre-office space, pre-scrubs. Yeah, yeah. what's that?
0: What's the uh, Keanu movie with uh, Crispin Glover?
1: River's Edge. River's Edge. Oh man, I don't think I've that, seen that. Really? Oh, that's a phenomenal one. You Is love that, that? Dennis Hopper. Kind of a neo noir. I thought you were gonna talk about Johnny. uh, Was it mnemonic or whatever? Mnemonic, yeah. Yeah, which I've never seen.
0: I Um, I have not also seen that. I don't think. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just seems like one of those mid nineties ridiculous kind of you know movies.
0: True. I I mean, I feel like now it's it's only gonna get more watchable. Probably the Mm. worst it dates itself because yeah, at the time when it was like fresh and out, yeah, I was not interested in it.
1: You know what, actually, now that I think about it, one that I liked a lot, which I haven't seen in a long time, is Speed with him. Yeah, I, Speed's I, wonderful. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a good time. And Speed, Two: Cruise Control, which he's not in, but...
0: Also, Dennis Hopper. I wonder if they talked about uh, River's Edge on the set.
1: Oh, man. I never mean, really Hopper put that old. together until
0: this moment. It's so yeah. strange. It was like, oh, yeah, those guys totally did a movie before.
1: Well, this is why we do You can see
0: Crispin Glover and Dennis Hopper together. I mean... <sighs> That sh- alone should sell a movie to you.
1: I mean, think about the casting agent and, and think about the, you know, the people that you know, were making the decisions were like, yeah, let's bring these two guys together. You know? Oh, my
0: God. I mean, it was such an early time. I mean, not for Dennis Hopper, but everyone else like in their careers, like Aoni Sky is in it. I
1: think oh, really? her
0: first movie. It's a great, 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 great movie. I really
1: highly recommend You're really that. selling this on me right now. So I, I think it's I need true. to watch it.
0: It's true. But I've heard that before, Dan
1: yeah 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 well I'm you're gonna, but,
0: i'm staying on you i'm the I'm, I'm the police now well that's not i don't want to be the police uh, <laughs> i was
1: gonna say you might, you might you might want to take that back
0: i'm uh i don't know your friend how about that
1: you're a scholar and a friend
0: maybe i care about you and I want to uh, expand your horizons do you ever think about that Motherfucker. well see
1: that that i i like and appreciate
0: all right well so that's all where it comes from
1: and the soundtrack was on enigma records featuring various thrash metal reggae and punk yeah. tracks.
0: Oh my god, it's like a perfect movie. It has everything you would want in it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I am going to uh I'm going to seek that one out. That is a yes. good one. All right. I think we might actually get
0: a Rivers Edge viewing <laughs> out, out of you. I feel good about this wreck.
1: I I've, I've heard of it. I have heard of it. Um I am aware of it. I just I've never seen it. You know
0: what it is? I think we just need to start Another podcast where I can force you to watch these movies because you and have then get to, my, you my have to first them You know, like this has been happening. Like it's a perfect yeah. way because it's like you know you recommend recommending noirs. And I mean, you know, I mean the royal you, not you, yeah. uh, but also you. You know, and me. Uh, you, you'd be like, hey, you should check out this movie. You would like it? Be like, yeah, cool, totally. And then it's like it's not gonna happen. It's tough to make that magic. Yeah, but on a podcast, we're real Siegfried and Roy over here. I said Royd.
1: That's what I was saying. I was like I was like, oh am I am I someone else now? Am I not You're roid? Like
0: you're Roy, but you know, like on steroids.
1: Royd, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm surprised or, that 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 wasn't like a skit at some point. Like no,
0: Well, you know, we're we're giving away all these great ideas. Yeah. This this thing don't cost a dime, you know. Yeah. If anything, we're losing money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. We're just hemorrhaging hemorrhaging funds.
0: Uh um, watch Rockford Files.
1: Oh yeah. I need, to, I need to watch that, too.
0: Oh, I watched that uh, Nomadland on Hulu that just uh, premiered.
1: How was that?
0: Francis McDormand. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Really, good? really, really. Yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: I kept seeing the the trailers pop up, and uh, I had it on my radar. I still need to see First Cow. That one's another one that I've been, like, really Yeah, I mentioned that on an episode yeah. of the
0: podcast.
1: I remember. Yeah, I remember.
0: Episode 52. He's going to watch First Cow. It's going to be great, Wait.
1: guys. Well, I remembered that, at least. All right. I mean, my memory is not completely gone, but yeah, that's as long one as you remember
0: use. your trans, your transgressions. You know, that's yes, type.
1: that's what's that's what's most important.
0: Yes, you want the person who is um, doing wrong by you to know that they're doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, because that that's how you improve. You know, that's that how you is how forward. you improve.
0: You know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get into the movie, and I'm going to say uh, I like Saint Barbara Bel Geddes.
1: It's a great name, and it's I, I, a I,
0: wonderful name.
1: You know what I realized that, and I didn't. It was seriously not conscious at all. Is that this is another Robert Wise film, and we and he he directed Setup, and I just didn't think about it when we when we. I think we mentioned
0: it during the episode that this one was going to be coming. Did
1: Um, we? Yeah, my there's my memory again. You
0: should listen to the podcast. It's pretty good. I think you'd like it.
1: (laughs) I think it's in your
0: wheelhouse—the stuff you like.
1: I think you know what is. I I think you know. I I have listened to some of them, but it's it's feel like it's it sounds weird to say but it's just like i lived it like i don't know if i i like listening to myself sometimes i don't know if i like listening to my own voice yeah you know i I think it just it's weird to me
0: what a luxury the man who doesn't edit the podcast gets to say
1: exactly yeah i know (laughs) i feel i feel lucky you know you do you do a great a great job
0: thank you uh when i'm listening i usually just like to hear the sound clips i want to hear those uh work out that's all
1: yeah, and all the, all the sound effects that you don't use. Exactly. Well, I mean, they're <laughs> in our hearts. Yeah, you you experiment with them, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take them out.
0: I like to think, you know, our listeners, they're on their way to work, they're in rush hour, everyone's honking, beeping, the smokestacks in the background, and, you know, they got us cranking on the, uh, the AM, FM, and... They're, they're along just going like, wee Hong oh, honk, honk yep. quack, you know, they, they do the sound effects for us, you know. In their jalopies. Exactly. They're the, they're the, um, the third member of the lads, you know, they're the, yes. uh, the third host. Yes. So exactly. thank you out there in their jalopy. Um, we got to give them a, like, lanky listener, you know, or a fun nickname themselves.
1: Yeah. I like lanky listener. That's good.
0: Or, um, <laughs> it's gotta be like a good sidekick name, you know, like, uh. Like Howling Listener. Yeah. What was, what was the guy from Wayne's World too? Which guy? Like screaming uh, the one who wasn't Harry Shearer, the one from
1: uh, Oh Oh Um Married with uh, Children. His name is Dan, but what was it? Oh, man, I should know this. Was it like it was How? Was it like Screaming
0: Dan, Dan d- or Howling ha- handsome, Dan? Handsome, handsome Dan. Dan. Yes, Handsome, handsome Dan. Dan. Yeah, all right. Handsome Listener.
1: Well, Handsome Dan because they thought it was they thought it was uh, Ted McGinley.
0: Yeah.
1: But 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 he was handsome. Yeah, yeah, and then you get ugly-ass
0: Harry Then you get Shear. Harry Shearer, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's just Mr. Scream. Handsome Dan would have been a good
0: nickname for you.
1: Yeah, now that I think about the it. The polar
0: opposite of Jalopy.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say the polar opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really sad. I was about to get really sad. I would never
0: be so cruel, you beautiful soul. Thank you. You're welcome. Blood on the Moon, uh, as we mentioned, Robert Wise directed it. So I, I feel like I used up all my fun facts in the setup about him. And we've done Mitchum. So really, we're just going to be talking about Barbara Belgeny. She was
1: on Dallas. Yep. RKO. It's an RK, another RKO picture. Which it is, is an good. RKO. Um,
0: we, and this is our second, this is our, uh, our back-to-back Mitchum header. Yep. And great, great to be back uh, any, anytime. It's great, it's great to be back. Yeah. <laughs> it's great and, to be back. Thanks for having us, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's shot in California and a little bit in um, Sedona, Arizona, Red Rock Crossing. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful scenery in this movie. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, cinematography by Nicholas Masaraka. Massacur- I, I butchered his name, but yeah. uh, he did the polar opposite in his work. Uh, very stunning cinematography in this movie. Kinda, I loved I, it. I would say with, when you're like, hey, why am I watching a Western on this noir pod- podcast? podcast? I would say it's mostly the cinematography that that is why we're here. It's, it, it's very shadowy.
1: Yes, yes, very much. I it's, mean, this is this is my first time watching movie. this one. So, like, I, I was kind of going in, like, knowing that, like, it was, like, sort of noir-ish. Like, it yeah, definitely, I mean, like, the plot, well, yeah. you can make arguments. Yes. But I would say, overall,
0: I would probably guess. I mean, you know, I'm no scholar, but I think they're probably referring to the fact that it's so darkly shy. everybody's in the shadows i mean you know of course by darkly i mean like any noir film you, you can see the action what's going on i don't mean you have to adjust your tv sets yeah you're just looking <laughs> but, at darkness but you're just in the shadows
1: right yeah i mean, I mean cinematography is
0: mean, beautiful cinematography um i i would say it's other than uh mitchum of course who's going to be the best thing about any movie he, he takes part in the mm-hmm. cinematography is the highlight I, I mean robert wise does a great job with the directing too i mean yes I don't want to downplay that. Was this before or after the setup?
1: So this was a year before the setup. Year before the setup, This is okay. 48 and setup was 49.
0: So you could kind of, I mean, I would say that the setup is probably the superior of the two films, um, but, it, but it's such a different film
1: too. You could say this it's was part. the setup to the setup.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, you could see the potential here for what was to come. But, right. I, but, mm-hmm. it, but I'm not saying that in an, it's an amateurly directed film. It's very confidently and, and beautifully done.
1: Yeah, very like it is like it it is a weird film in that like it it has a lot of the obviously like western tropes, but it has the the noir vibe. So yep, it is we got like a it, drifter. Yeah,
0: don't worry, folks. We brought you a drifter.
1: Yep.
0: So yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely there's tropes on all ends, of that, and it's fun when genres can kind of come yep. together, especially successfully like this one did. When um, genres collide, because uh, we both love westerns. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what your your full background is, but I, I, growing up, I was watching a lot of Westerns with the old man and uh,
1: yeah. Westerns are great. Yeah. They're great. I, I got them when I was older, I think I got it. I got more into them, but yeah, I mean, I love it. Love a good Western.
0: I mean, I definitely like could understand them better. I mean, I loved Eastwood as a kid. He mm-hmm. always clicked with me. Um, just because those films were just a little more modern and contemporary, you know, at that time, of course, mm-hmm. now we're <laughs> getting closer to a hundred years on these things. Uh, especially those ones we're watching now. Yeah. But westerns are always a great time they're they offer so much they're very complex uh especially for such a, a limited time you know of, of american history
1: well a lot of its morality it deals with morality which this movie yeah. does too and the same and the same goes for film noir i mean that i feel like that's a, a similar thing that absolutely kind of and that's why it's kind of a of match yeah.
0: match made in heaven for sure um and what's cool about being a mitchum fan is that he's he, you can get some westerns with him you know when you exactly when you got an actor with that and uh his back pocket that's always a good time I and mean, he rides a horse bareback and he does a good job
1: isn't there like a quote that he had at one point where he's like he's like there's like two i brought this lab- up the, the last yeah, episode yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
0: and just like he yeah basically was like very humble about it And it was just like, yeah i know how to ride a horse like <laughs> and i'd say my lines right yeah great very good time this was based off of a novel called gunman's chance by luke short uh and it was serialized in the saturday evening post actually if you watched the trailer to this movie which was a special feature on this mm-hmm. and of course we'll be featuring in the episode before this but the visually you'd have to see it they actually like flip through the book and they're like from the saturday evening post like it once mm-hmm. again very cool how they they credit they give credit and they're very about hey you love reading and you're all intelligent people come watch this movie from this thing that you like
1: i have to say that uh Blow on the moon is a way better title <laughs> yeah blood on the the moon is i mean gunman's
0: chance is a very cool name but yeah blood on the moon is uh is is, top notch yeah very cool they call this a psychological western film noir yes Uh, it is yeah i don't know how psychological it is i mean i'm I'm not arguing it but I, i it's not really what comes to mind when i think of blood on the moon
1: yeah, I think it's just the, you know, him, the position that he's in, which we'll get to, but I think the, the, like, the moral dilemma that he gets involved in is sure. and, and some of the games that That's go like on. It's
0: like just say movies are psychological, then, like, right? fucking this plot. <laughs> yeah, so
1: just the plot of the movie, yes.
0: You know, Ed, there's a great score in this movie, but the early scenes, and it was really only these early ones, sometimes the, the score would be a little reminiscent of Kumbaya. Did you ever notice that? Didn't think about that.
1: That's interesting.
0: I mean, it, right when you start, yeah. like, is that kumbaya that it would just go off into something else? But it, every yeah. now and then, you, I'd get hints of that, when, when we're, especially the, the early scenes. Um. So we open in the uh, pouring rain.
1: I mean, that, that sold me right away. I mean, like, just what, like, the darkest the, into the dark. darkness, and then with the, when the, the title flashes up, I was like, wow, yep. that's, like, really cool.
0: Yeah, uh, Mitchum drifting in. He plays Jim Gary. Great mm-hmm. name. He's in town uh, for a gig from his old friend, uh, Tate Reeling. Another great name, <laughs> yes. Is it really or Riling?
1: It's Riling, yeah.
0: Riling, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it was a late night. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great name. Uh, played by Robert Preston does a great job.
1: He's great in this, yeah.
0: And Mitchum's coming in. He's got a nice scruff going on. He's got a great cowboy look mm-hmm. in this for sure. It, you know, he gets his hair ruffled quite a bit in this. Uh, as we, oh we'll, yeah. As we'll get into, uh, so he's going through a reservation, um kind of find themselves in the middle of a conflict between cattle ranchers mm-hmm. and we, we actually get a cattle stampede right off the bat that it goes over his stuff takes down his boot and everything um, yeah and there, there's a couple of scenes with, with these cattle stampeding and they're very excitingly shot
1: i mean it's cool real projection stuff i mean when he's in the tree in the beginning and like the the, the he way he climbs that tiny tilted, tree yeah yeah like that that was really neat I like Literally.
0: that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, they, 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 the way they jump between the uh, the projection and like the, the shots that they actually got. I mean, you could tell that they, they went and got some of these for sure. Yeah. And made it work from there. Um, it's very riveting stuff. After the, the, the cattle stampede, he gets taken in by, what is that guy's name?
1: That was Lufton. John Lufton. That was Lufton? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, but like after the stampede, doesn't he like go to, because when he has to take that letter over, that's someone else, isn't it?
1: Oh, so Lufton the, is the, the guy that's in Charger. That's what I thought you meant. So, right, right. So you're talking we're, about the we're guy it's Lufton, him. but
0: it's like immediately after the Stampede and like he takes him back to, to that group, that camp there where they like, you know, they question him.
1: Yeah, what was that guy's name? I'm like I, blanking I'm on totally it.
0: I'm totally blanking on that. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't even know if they mentioned his name. He comes back, I
0: believe. I don't know. Unfortunately, the the write-up I've got is not too thorough.
1: Well, I know that the one guy, he he introduces Cap as, like, his other guy, but he was already at the camp already. And then the guy that finds him, I can't – yeah, I can't think of his name.
0: He tells him to take a note over to Lufton, which he heads over to – he starts to cross the river, and then he gets shot at.
1: Well, no, that was for Lufton. So I I thought you were talking about the guy that finds – the guy that finds Mitchum and brings him to Lufton, Lufton's the guy that's in charge and that's Lufton writes the note to send to his daughters to
0: send to his daughter. Okay.
1: Right. So yeah. So, so he has the two daughters and he tries to get Mitchum to join and help him. Um, he wants to hire him right. and, and Mitchum turns him down, but he says, okay, that's fine. If you're going to keep going, but send a letter, you take a letter. Cause to my, he's to already
0: working for, as we find out, yes. uh,
1: he already has a, he already has a, an employer that he's looking yes. for. And
0: everybody's about to know everybody, too. Uh, yes. Especially with these daughters.
1: I mean, that's the scene, the scene coming up right there with, with uh, Amy shooting out was awesome. I, I really yes. liked that. Like, it's like right away because he's like, he's, he comes up to the lake and it's just like, he's shooting. He's like, hey, he's, like what are you doing? Yeah, just, just chilling. Hey, it's, I got going. permission
0: to cross. It's okay. Yeah. Hold it. I'm riding through. Come on out and talk. Uh, and then he and- starts to kind of shoot back at her, and then forces her into the water. Um, yeah, it was a great, great introduction great of uh, of Amy. Uh, really liked the, her performance through this movie and her character. Yes, her and her and Mitchum had a great relationship and and chemistry for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes to the Luftons and, and brings them the note and proves that you know he's a good guy. He does what he says he's gonna do.
1: Yep,
0: and he's he says, "Hey, I'm I'm here to work for my friend. I'm not really trying to hide anything." Mm-hmm. And then he goes to a bar to meet up with
1: them. Yeah, he goes into the town. Sund- Was it Sundust? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Which is a cool cool, cool name. They uh, have devised a plan to, to kind of
0: scam Lufton out of the land, get him to sell it cheaply to, to them. Uh, and he also has a guy who's working on the Native American land, like the agent, the U.S.
1: agent. Yes. The relations agent. Yeah, um, it, it seemed like a pretty confusing noir plot uh, going on throughout this. Um, I just, think
0: that also was part of what makes it an aura for sure. Yeah.
1: I, I think, it, you know, it, you start kind of figuring out a little bit as it goes along. But yeah, basically, it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. Ryling is kind of using the battle to try to make a profit off of it. He's, he's really just trying to benefit from, I guess, the, the issues that they're all having. He doesn't really have much of a vested interest in, in their actual problems. He totally. just wants to make money out of it. That, that's exactly his, his only motivation.
0: And he also has um, one of his daughters, Carol. Lufton yeah. kind of fooled and working along with him as well.
1: Yes, she like, thinks that he loves her and stuff like that. Doesn't realize the, the extent and the scope of what really Riling's trying to do.
0: But is totally willing to sell out her father as a result of it, though.
1: Yeah, I did think that was interesting. I mean, you kind of learn later on... Because it seemed
0: like a lot of dangerous, the schemes that they were like, putting him into... And it's like, you don't think your dad's maybe not going to make it from that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she, she at least tries to, like, reel back a little bit and say, like, oh, well, he's not going to get hurt, right? Like, no one's going to get hurt. It's just, like, I think she really kind of loves him, and he's just using her. He's not really – doesn't really care one way or the other.
0: Not at all. So the agent's name is Jack, uh, Jake Pindelest. He's kind of – yeah, he's like this guy who's sitting in the corner when Mitchum comes in, and then he ends up sitting in on this meeting. Uh, they're going to go – in on this job together they've mitchum has assured him that they're gonna split uh their half together
1: Mm. so he doesn't have to lose any money that was a very noir sequence when they walk in and and the light kind of turns on it's very like dark with the shadows and the light in that that hotel room or that apartment above the the bar the saloon i I really like that everyone had great good cool houses too yeah i remember thinking, oh, yeah,
0: i wouldn't mind it up at some of these places
1: yeah the set design was really neat i, set I really design was
0: it. neat um everyone had very interesting coats as well i was noticing some of. Those i was coats.
1: thinking about that riley's coat didn't seem very period correct to me i mean i i didn't live during that time but it, his his seemed a little bit more contemporary maybe with like the 40s than maybe the i'm assuming it's probably like what like 1880s ish uh i would guess this film i mean it doesn't really say yeah um, I, I don't know but yeah, his seemed a little bit more newer uh, than than maybe some of the other ones. I thought that because he had like more of like a, it was like a plaid. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed it seemed a little bit more newer to me than than the other ones. I thought that was weird. It's a great coat. Yeah. So Pendleless has gotten the
0: government to to get Lefton to remove the cattle from the reservation, and then they were going to sell that land mm-hmm. for bargain prices, uh, like force Lufkin to have to sell it yeah. while he had moved his cattle. I've organized these two
2: bit ranches to fight every move Lufton makes to push his herd across the river into the basin here. Now the ranchers will fight because they figure they're fighting for their own range. But the truth is they'll be fighting for me. Now without any grace to move to, Lufton will be caught on the reservation and his herd seized. So what does he do? Sell? So? To me, cheap. Because he'd rather get a little money than lose everything. Sounds like you got him over a barrel. I have. I buy them cheap and sell them back to the government through Pindalus for full contract price. Your cut will be $10,000. What do I have to do to earn it? Lufton's tough and my ranchers aren't. You make up the difference. I see. I've been mixed up on a lot of things, Tate, but up to now I've never been hired for my gun. Can you afford to be
0: particular? Well, I guess I can. Yeah, I mean, plot wise, a lot of this is just go along with it. It'll it'll yeah. take care of you. I would say don't get too caught up in the details.
1: Yeah. It's um, just it, what's driving
0: the action and, and the dilemma. Exactly. Um, but it's kind of presented at first like you're like, oh, God, wait, what's going on? Yeah. You know, like you really need to, to stick with it. But yeah, there's some, there's some cattle disputes, <laughs> yeah. some land disputes. Uh, people trying to scam each other for profit, you know the classic American of story. Uh, but they would get ten grand for this, mm-hmm. which is some good scratch, especially back then.
1: Well, he's at least getting ten grand. He's at least getting yeah, 10 grand. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah, yeah. Mitchum. So then uh, this is where the next stampede happens, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, shortly thereafter. Yeah, they 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 try the, they're trying to drive the cattle out. Mitchum and the and Riling and and their gang of uh. The I guess you could call them homesteaders trying to move move them out. <laughs> that um, one guy
0: with the mustache. I, I I don't remember his name or anything. But if you if you saw it, I, I, like I not mean, believe you know it. Gotta,
1: it. You got you got you got to rock the mustache sometimes. As but I but he just say. had like a, a yeah. lip
0: lip mustache combo that was very distinctive. Yes, um, I think he was like this. Oh uh, well, yeah, we'll get to it when it's towards the end. But I think he was like the second one to go down in the woods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then there's like this great cow stampede. People are getting trampled, and then someone gets shot while they're on the horse as well.
1: And get it's like gets caught and he gets dragged. Yeah,
0: has that gracie with like the horse coming in with him just like being dragged behind. Yeah,
1: him
0: is very good. And then he he's starting to realize Mitchum Jim Gary starting to realize just kind of things aren't really working out with this plan. Yeah, that uh, his partner not L- little to be trusted,
1: little shady, little shady.
0: Yeah. So after that, there's the trouble gathering the herd, taking a while, and Lufton doesn't really have time before the deadline to gather all these. And it's at this point when, yeah, we were saying Mitchum is kind of he's, he's kind of over this. He, he was really... He didn't like that the, the young man was killed in the stampede. Yeah. Um, I mean, that and, was the
1: turning point really for him.
0: Yeah. And this is when he, he's uh, switching sides. Um, but it, Amy still doesn't trust him at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's one scene... Uh, the where the two daughters were inside and there was a picture uh, of like a little girl with a gun. And it really kind of showed how this man had been raising his daughters out there. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think they really she, she sold was the Lufton family. No, totally. She, 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 yeah, she was probably the, one of the best shooters in the entire movie, if not. Yeah. But yeah, she, she's still not, she doesn't trust him. Um, She thinks that Jim Gary had betrayed the the contents of the letter to, to Riling she doesn't know that her sister is really the one who's been kind of screwing everyone over. Yeah. But you know, she comes around and she, she uh, falls in love with them too. There's that scene where they're out in the woods.
1: Well, really the turning point was when they're in town and two of the hired guns from Riling try to sneak up on Amy and Lufton, and Mitchum stands up for them and, and sticks up for them and, and, and basically gets rid of them. So they are they saving their lives basically. And I think that was really the, the main turning point for Amy at least that yes. I saw it, where she really likes, like, oh, this guy really actually does care.
0: Because it was a little tough to tell in the woods, because he was like, <laughs> when he kisses her, and he was like,
1: will go now, unless you want more of that. He was like, mm. Yeah, he's like, I'm
0: going to stick around, but I don't want that.
1: Yeah. But she'll kiss him soon mm-hmm. enough. Yep. Stick around.
0: <laughs> you just got to wait when the moment's right, that's all. Yep. And there was that one point, too, like, when he was just, like, saying, like,
1: Don't let a man swim fool you.
0: I haven't. I like that yeah, line.
1: Yeah, that was good. That oh, was, was just as he was, leave- he was just leaving after getting rid of those, those guys.
0: Yeah. When does the the fight, like the awesome fight, happen?
1: That happens shortly thereafter because he cause he leaves because basically he leaves the town because he, he he like wants to get out of it and then he, he starts. I guess he's trying to go to Texas. I think. But did he leave before? He leaves after the fight, doesn't he? No, I think I think it was before, if I remember correctly.
0: I want to focus on that fight because that fight fucking ruled yes that fight goes on for so long um shout out to the they live fans out there if if, (laughs) this is what you've been like what is closest to that i would say this just a a real brawl just great Uh, i mean as we saw from the setup this guy knows how to to fight uh, shoot fights yeah when he throws the
1: gun at the at the light that that was my favorite part so good that was the part that really got me
0: he gets his hand cut during this fight, too, right? That's, that's where mm-hmm. the hand cut comes in. Yeah. He, he gets pretty fucked up throughout from here on out. Yeah, but the fight goes for so long and he comes out so exhausted, which was uh, Robert Wise had said that if you're coming out of a fight, he never liked in movies that people would just kind of recover and then just be like, dude, dude, dude. It's like, no, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. And they they definitely accomplished that for sure. Yeah. You
1: want some realism, you know? I mean, definitely a,
0: a compliment to give Robert Wise is the realism. I mean, you get
1: the real. That's the best thing
0: about West Side Story is how real it is, you know. It just yeah. happens to have a couple of songs at the same time.
1: <laughs> no, that that really happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That was uh, people, people just spontaneously break break into song. Yeah. Just like I, I know I've done a Two, it a few three, times. four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I've done it a few
0: times in my life. Sure. As long as you know the dances and the words, why not?
1: Why not? Why
0: not? Um. So great fight. And then, yeah, so he heads back to um, the Lufton house and then Amy kind of patches him up. Good to have her at that time. Mm. That was definitely one of those times I'm like, man, this looks great. But yeah, that that medicine back then, we're just like, wow, any person could be a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) As long as you know how to sew, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean she like rips a, like part of like a cloth and like puts in hot water and then rubs it on her or something like that with I don't know if she had some type of med- I couldn't tell what type of other stuff she used but it was it seemed very simplistic to me.
0: Yeah, like you know definitely what we're all capable of. So, yeah, good thing she was there, patch up that hand best she could. She'll have more work to do coming up though. Um mm-hmm. So then this is when he'll leave, right? And then yes. go go to get our Riling. Great scenery throughout this entire journey. But yeah, then he heads to the reservation to the office and he tries to persuade him to come back with them. He didn't seem to be too persuaded though.
1: Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's basically, he cooks up this scheme to try to play them against each other, basically saying like he's still with Riling and he like says like, oh, this is what Riling wants to do and this is how we're going to play it. And, like, and it sounds good to Pender, whatever his name is. Pendolist, um, Pendalist, yeah, and they yeah. they said they
0: need more. He needs more money too, right?
1: Yes, yes. Get a couple more
0: thousand out of it.
1: Yep, and he tells them to keep the army away just because of what's going on. Like you don't want to alarm anything. So he really, he's but really he's, he's helping Lufton because he's he's really trying to like make it easier and for himself to try to stave off Riling and you know try to get that whole situation alleviated, basically. Um, yeah. to give him enough time to help out the Luftons, basically.
0: He loves the Luftons.
1: Loves love the Luftons. Well, not Carol yeah not Amy Amy and and John
0: Carol kind of disappears after you know she realizes the betrayal of Riling
2: you mean you've been making those poor homesteaders think it's their rights you're fighting for I wanted money for us this was a way to get it a lot of it money your dad could spare
1: Tate look at me
2: do you love me have you ever loved me what do you want me to say Sure. Don't lie to me. You've used me to beat Dad. I betrayed him for you. That's all you ever wanted. It's all you ever counted on, isn't it? Say that. Will you go in town with me this minute and marry me like you promised? Until I get money enough to support you. Oh. Well, what's funny? I was thinking
1: of something I told Amy this morning. Yeah, I mean, for, you don't really she, see her from here on out. I don't think. Yeah, she, her character was kind of odd to me. Like it—it it, it seemed like she was just hard to read. I, I think it, I don't know if that was just for the the character itself or the way she portrayed it, but it just it was very kind of all over the place. And then she'd be absent for a little bit, and then she'd come back, and you know, she was obviously embroiled in this whole mess. There's a lot of potential there. Um, yeah.
0: Not necessarily a complaint, just an observation. Could have yeah. had a little more Carol or some some Carol uh, closure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but well, I uh, mean, the, the the most closure we got was when she goes to visit Riling and says like, "Oh, I thought you know we were gonna get married." Yeah, blah, during blah. the betrayal and everything. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: but that's what I mean. After that, then she's gone. Um, she was like, i don't all right, well, she was I'm done with sticking him. around." Yeah, she's done with the whole thing. Probably yeah. pretty embarrassed too. You know, she sold out her family.
1: Yeah, that's not For cool. That slime, slime guy, slime ball. Yeah. We've seen how good Amy
0: is with the gun. I wouldn't mess with her. Nope. Pendleless kind of, as the journey goes on, starts to figure out that Mitchum's lying to him. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Ryling and, and crew is coming after him.
1: They're and on the trail.
0: Yeah, they kind of figured out what he's up to, or at least where he's headed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're after him. Pendleless tries to make a break for it, and, and Mitchum gives him the old, what for? Yep. Ties him up. Puts them on a horse. Puts him on a horse, and they're back at it, and they get caught in, I guess, rain again, right?
1: Yeah, something. Yeah, the elements. Yeah, yeah, the elements. Yeah, maybe been snowing or something. Yeah, know. it was a little bit snowy
0: too. It yeah. was quite snowy because yeah. you see the horses slipping and going through some some deep snow and I'm going like, ooh, that would have been rough. Yeah, imagine just falling off a horse when it
1: slipped on ice. I can't imagine just being on a horse in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We we got lucky. We're on the, the steel horse we ride.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I am from New Jersey,
0: so. Fair enough. I wasn't gonna say. I was just gonna give a shout out to to Bon J. Hope you hope you're doing well out there. Did I ever
1: tell you that I've seen Bon Jovi before? You mean like as a human or as a musician? I mean both, but in concert, I mean. Okay. well, yeah. Right. Uh, and I went because Eve Six was opening, and I, I've always been a fan of Eve Six. And it, Eve Six I, very
0: popular on Twitter right now.
1: Yes. Yes. It has it had a has bit of a, a
0: Twitter resurgence. Um, yes,
1: a renaissance. They did come out um, with
0: a new single. I didn't listen to it. I, I do not have the interest. in it.
1: But, I listened to part of it. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, did you stick around for
0: Eve Six uh, for their career, oh, or did you? Oh yeah, I've out? been a
1: fan. I've been a fan yeah. for a long time. Um, this was on the scope tour, so this was like 2001. And and they were opening. I don't know f-
0: what any of this means.
1: So tw- two thousand one. So it was twenty years ago that I saw Eve Six. Okay. Op- oh, oh, Yeah, bon but mean, you,
0: you got album titles, but yeah, I mean, I guess that explains where Eve Six was at, in their career. Yes. Although and I guess I, this was where was was this was a good time. When did Bob Jovi have that like brief two thousands comeback? Or, or it 90s? was right around then. That was Late when 90s. like "It's My
1: Life" came out. Like it was right on the right. same time.
0: Okay, so you know what? Maybe that was a good move for for the Eve Six. I don't know, but I feel mm-hmm. like. People do that. It's I don't I don't know if that's the move. Um, like those younger bands touring with older bands. I I, I kind of think it's kind of productive.
1: Yeah, it's not great. I mean, that was their second record. Um, and actually, they just did an anniversary of second their first, record. Wow. Yeah, that was the that was their uh, you six second record. Their first record, the self title one with Inside Out on it. They just did an anniversary tour of that like two years ago, at, and I, I went to see them in Philly, and that was fun. I did. They played the whole album and a bunch of other cuts, and that was that was fun to see. Nice. Good nostalgia for me.
0: Sure. I uh, <laughs> I never hated Eve 6, but it just didn't, didn't work for me.
1: Yeah. It, I was, it
0: would be like a video that would come on and be like, all right, I, I'm not going to change this immediately. Or They get played I'll, at the I'll, school I'll dance, you know? Maybe you'll yeah. stick around as opposed to going to get a soda. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eve 6. Shout out to Eve 6. One retweet from them could change our whole life, Damn.
1: Yeah, they are everywhere on... It's mostly just Max, the singer-bassist in the band. That's mostly It's mostly from him.
0: Well, you should hope that the, the lyricist, right, is is your yeah, he's your, he's is your good at writing guy. your your social media, right? Maybe if if a, a Twitter had been around when uh, you know Heart and a Blender came out, they would have been good to go.
1: I do enjoy when he just asks random people if they like the Heart and Blender song. That is pretty enjoyable to me.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, I don't know if I get the whole Eve Six popularity on, on Twitter, but I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, it's I, you know, he's, I think he's that's why I, I'm on it.
0: But I mean, I just I, I don't know. I I'm not very popular on Twitter myself so I guess what who am I to talk you know
1: Yeah Clearly what they're doing is working and what I'm doing ain't shit I was going to say maybe you need to follow their model yeah. <laughs> or maybe or maybe not just oh. annoy people with like hey that
0: one thing that I did that of course you wouldn't know did you did you see hear it did you see it Yeah
1: I mean that was a big song in 1998 No totally I guess I was meaning more me than them Oh oh yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have a, a one hit I was going to say Wonder, but they, they, they had a follow-up song, right?
1: They had a few songs. I mean, they had Leech on that album. They had Open Road song that was in uh, Can't Hardly Wait, the movie. Sure. And then Were they, they in
0: Can't Hardly Wait? They make no. a cameo
1: in something, don't they? They had the song in Out Cold. Uh, are they in Out Cold? Maybe. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but the song they have in that song is awesome. That's like a fan favorite. Uh, that's any time that song is called. Which wait, has are, never been- are they
0: in Can't Hardly Wait? I feel
1: good about this. I heard I think they mentioned that they were at one point, but I've seen the movie so many times and I don't recall it. I don't recall them being. It. Maybe no, I mean they're, like
0: I'm not saying like they're like, and hey, ladies and gentlemen,
1: E.S. 6 but I mean
0: they're just like walking around the party or like they might be like the band.
1: Well they're not the band, because the band was Love Burger.
0: Well sure, but I mean like the wasn't there like yeah. another band before them?
1: No. I think no. I think that was just that was their that was the main attraction and that the, that for that show. That was just that was all Love Burger. <laughs> Love Burger.
0: I like how you're you're ready at the facts that Can't Hardly Wait.
1: I can go all day. I believe this facts. isn't
0: even the first time this has happened either.
1: Oh, no, I, I've, I've loved Can't Hardly Wait since it came out. I remember watching on HBO when it came out and, and loving it and still this day I have it on Blu-ray and I still, it's still, I think, one of the best. Like, Blu-ray, Can't Hardly Wait, wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it, it finally came out like just re- fairly recently, like accessibly on Blu-ray. So that was, that was a special time for me. It was a good time for me. I'm glad dude, to hear that that happened for you. It's a great movie. I think it holds up pretty well.
0: And it's, yeah, a great, J- it's a great – Jenna Elfman.
1: Yes, she's great in it. Um, I mean, it's got a lot of young, like, up-and-coming – I mean, Jason Segel's in it. Uh, Seth Green, uh, Ethan Embry. You can't Jennifer say Love Seth Hewitt. Green was
0: up-and-coming by that point.
1: Yeah, he'd been He'd been there. He'd been there. He'd been there. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt, yes. Uh, you got Charlie uh, Carsmo, who's also in Dick Tracy. Who? What?
0: Oh, yeah, that's I, right. I, I wanted to tie he, that – he been – he had been uh, away for a bit, and then he had yes. come back, and it was like, "Holy shit, look who it is!" Yes. And then he was gone. Yep. where would he go? He couldn't get any uh, any residuals from that. Any any gigs?
1: Or maybe he knew that that was the pinnacle. Maybe he knew that that's that's where he needed to to pull like a stanza and, and go out on a high note.
0: I'd like to see him
1: get big on Twitter. Yeah. What's I his name again? Charlie Corsmo?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna remember that, but
0: yeah, get uh, get big that'd on be, it.
1: That'd be my is research. Is he on Twitter? I don't know. Maybe.
0: We should unfollow everybody on our account and just follow him if he's up there.
1: And Eve 6. No, not Eve 6. They don't Eve need six. another
0: one. No, Eve 7 maybe, but that's Eve it. Eve 7. Yeah, I went there, Dan. So back to the film, intermission <laughs> over. <laughs> now that you've got your snacks and come back, welcome, welcome back. We, welcome we press back. pause. Everything kind of collides in the woods and this guy, you know, after they're kind of getting away from the elements it's a cold night it looks very cold actually like how could you sleep out there barely in a a whatever sleep made for a sleeping bag back then and uh didn't even look like the fire was going at that point just frigid and brutal Uh, a native american kind of pops up from behind and stabs mitchum right in the stomach right in the belly brutal and at first like you're like i think he stabbed him and then you couldn't tell like during the the fight if that had maybe happened maybe it was like a a weird punch, but no, they do confirm that he was stabbed in the stomach.
1: Yeah. It's pretty shadowy. It was a pretty shadowy. Uh, it was very stab, shadowy. Yeah.
0: You know, in nighttime and most things, most of this takes place at night. Um A lot of the, the cattle like ranch stuff doesn't, mm-hmm. but there's also some good shadowy scenes, you know, in the house or, you know, the, the house casts some shadows. So yes. We're able to still stay pretty noir. So yeah, they, they have that battle. But he makes
1: it out. He's, oh, yeah. He does this. He does escape. And what he happens goes, with Pindolest? He he gets. He goes back with no. He do, he, he goes back with um Riling because Riling get, gets back because he was knocked out a little bit unconscious. I think during the fighting. But, yeah, I mean, it looked but like he comes he, back.
0: Yeah, I mean, he should have been unconscious after how long that fight took. Uh, yeah, it yeah. looked like he was almost like beat to death during that. Yeah. You know, at first, I wasn't even sure if he was alive after that.
1: Yeah, but no, he made he made it out. But yeah, he he got he he made went back out with Ryling.
0: They, yes, and they, they escape.
1: And he goes, and then Mitchum goes over to, um, he's played by Walter Brennan. Uh, he's like a very longtime famous actor. He was the guy that lost his son in the, uh, in the cattle stampede. And they kind of had some back and forth throughout the movie, but ultimately he sees the they a, Mitchum. They had a great
0: scene when Mitchum yeah. delivers the news of him dying. Um, yes, Yeah, I didn't mean to, to go past that, but yeah, there, there's some, some great, great stuff there.
1: But he, so he goes to his house and he's kind of hol- holed up there a bit while he's trying to recover. And that's uh-huh. where Amy comes in and, and, you know, tracks them down there. And that's when they get caught up in the, uh, I guess you could say the finale.
0: Yes, there's a gunfight. Yes. And it's great. Look here, Chris. Before this goes any further to rattling, I'll
2: go with him. These walls is good and thick. They can't burn us out. We get plenty of cartridges. He won't quit until he's got me and he'll kill you both to do it. So we let him shoot you just to save our necks. And tell him she's coming out let her through. No, I won't go. Make her go. Why do you think she risked her neck to get back in here if it wasn't on account of you? Why do you think I want to get her out? Same reason, I reckon. He's right, Amy. But it wouldn't work, not even if you'd had me. Now, will you go? No. Look, I've been fiddle-footed and no good all my life. I'm not asking any woman to take that. I knew that when I came here.
1: That's what I am, Amy. That's
2: me. Don't you see how useless talk is? I'm here and I'm staying.
1: <laughs> a, a good standoff, because that at that point, because that's where, because you're seeing Penderlast, you're seeing Ryling, and you're seeing. I think they had one other gunman. I think there was the, the Mustache the, Man. The Mustache Man, yes. The Mustache He's Man, yes. He's affectionately known as the Mustache I thought
0: you said that. <laughs> it's like, matter of fact, the Mustache Man, yes. Just the facts. Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah. And Mitchum has, so they, Chris Barden is the, the father's name mm. and Amy, they do some distracting gunfire while Mitchum kind of sneaks back around him through the woods and kind of takes them out one by one.
1: I like how Amy starts off it by uh, breaking the glass with the, the gun. And then, yeah. he, and then he does it afterwards. It's like, yeah, I mean, I get it in the moment, but just like this is this dude's house, and your first thought is just like, yeah, let me just put the you know put a, a giant hole through your glass. Yeah, like, well, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: You're thinking about survival, and yeah, not decorating.
1: Yeah, somehow somehow uh, Mitchum recovers though. Like you know, not that long. Like he's just like, yep, I'm getting up. I gotta do this.
0: Yeah, totally. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, my hand alone got super fucked up. And now also stabbed, you know, know, back in the 18, late 1800s. Yeah. You know, even now it's not a good time to be stabbed, but especially then. Never a good time to get stabbed ever. I think we're getting there. Are we in the the time of getting stabbed? We're like, I think probably 50 years away from be like making it okay. It's like, yeah, that didn't bother me too much. Hmm. We have the right Band-Aid for this
1: now. Well, I thought it was more of like an evolutionary thing. Oh, you think we'll <laughs> like, evolve past stab like,
0: wounds? Yeah. Just be like,
1: unstabbable? Yeah, that's that's what I thought you meant. What's taking so long with our next evolution, man? I don't know, man. It's I think I think climate change is, is stifling it. I think that's what it is.
0: Climate change is stifling
1: Everything. all sorts
0: of progress. Yeah. yeah. But this week we got to see the Mars rover land. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you caught that, but because it was such a snow day, uh, I got to be home and randomly stumbled across it like 15 seconds before it was like ready to land. It was good timing. That's like, awesome. Very, very exciting stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty wild where we're at. I mean, you know, we're straight up like, the government has confirmed UFOs, like it was in the New York Times. Like it's not even like anything you need to convince anyone of. Like yeah, check out the Inquirer. They say that there, there's aliens. Like, you know, this <laughs> New York Times, they got army generals saying like yeah, we straight up don't know what this is, and we're pretty sure it's UFO aliens. Yeah, wild, Wow. Yeah, times. this rover's like on Mars to to check uh, for see if there's life on Mars. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're finally at the stuff where you know, you, there's been so many like soil samples and like. You know, like not huge progress. I mean, of any bit, of course, is exciting in terms of science and, and humanity's accomplishments. But
1: between that yeah, and Bowie Bo, talking about life on Mars, you know, we feel like it was going to get there eventually. It had to, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we just needed him to die.
1: I didn't need that. that. Was
0: that was the sacrifice
1: we had to give? Is we that's had a, to, That's a tough sacrifice. I yeah, that. That's how it happens. One of the all-time greats. You know, um, I think
0: we just, uh, we do what Lynch did. Uh, we replace him with a, uh, uh, it's not, I know it wasn't a tea kettle, but it appeared to be a tea kettle in the
1: uh, in Twin Peaks.
0: What was that? I forgot what it was.
1: I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched the movie, but I, I did really like it. I, I watched, my roommate
0: sent me uh, a video like deconstructing Twin Peaks. And it's like this guy who's a little unsufferable, but what he was saying was too interesting to ignore. Just breaking down like what Twin Peaks is and like everything. Mm-hmm yeah it's really went, it's very into like how it's not a tea kettle but like what its purpose is I, it's it's crazy stuff i would suggest looking that up and they do warn you in the video too like it will sort of ruin the show for you because it's just straight up like oh you want to know what it's about like here's, yeah. here's what it is and it's it's pretty uh fascinating and convincing stuff
1: what's it what's it called like what's the thing called I just
0: look for like a deconstructing or explaining Twin Peaks video. That's four hours long. Oh no. (laughs) With some fucking boner in it, you
1: know? Oh no. Oh,
0: he does impressions and stuff too. I mean, you got to thank him for doing the work and, and uh, I'm sorry. I just called you a boner, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's a boner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I love Twin Peaks. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, so, yeah. I comes would,
0: up a lot here as we're finding out. Uh, Lynch likes noir. Who knew?
1: Yeah. It's not going um, like Blue
0: Velvet or anything.
1: I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Blue Velvet, amongst others, uh, for sure. I mean, even um, Twin
0: Peaks is, is very noir at times.
1: Twin Peaks, for sure. I would even argue Mulholland Drive. You know, definitely. Would you argue that? I
0: don't think yeah. that's
1: much of an argument, Dan. I think that's a sure thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mulholland Drive is such a non- such a non-linear movie that you could like, argue it's
0: if you want to make arguments sir uh i mean you it's, know I like it's, any, it's goddamn near any kind of movie maybe not a western but uh that's
1: what i'm saying it, it really defies a lot of a lot of different genres i think it, i think it kind of crosses a lot of different things but noir would be one
0: you know what one i i mean I, I like me some lynch but the only one i can't get behind is inland empire
1: that is one of the only ones i've never seen Actually, unwatch
0: unwatchable. That's
1: what I've heard. I've heard such a mixture of views about it that I've always kind of stayed away from it. It's just
0: it. like if you any time you hear like the the haters, if yeah. you will, uh this is like not helping <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, it's it was a little rough for me and i I can I can play ball most of the time.
1: Well you know what I rewatched recently, I revisited when the criterion came out was Elephant Man and and I remember how much how fantastic of a movie that is just in general. Yeah. Um, and oh, definitely okay. one of the more linear uh, movies that he ever did, uh, but it's just a fantastic movie. Like I can't recommend just that, that and Dune, right? As far as what linear movies? Linear, yeah. I, like, mean, weird, Tar- I
0: think like weirdly, like <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's still Dune at the end of the day. Yeah, but Dune, you think, I mean Dune's very right convoluted, Lynch, though.
1: Yeah. yeah, Dune's very convoluted. I mean, Blue Blue Velvet to an extent, I think is is somewhat of a linear movie. I mean, it has weirdness, but
0: yeah, I mean, I think there's layers that kind of need to be considered and,
1: and uh and wild uh, at heart wild at heart's probably yeah you know one of his other more more linear ones but yeah i think wild at heart's probably actually one of my favorites is i think that one I, I get the most enjoyment out of good time yeah good cast i'd probably by say
0: by... blue velvet
1: blue velvet's good too i i do i do that was one of the earliest ones i ever saw that and i think Eraserhead were two of the first ones i ever saw
0: you like uh, lost highway
1: that was one of the other ones I haven't seen. I have it. I have it on DVD, okay. but I, I, I've been meaning to upgrade it. But then when I found out that they weren't going to have all the bonus stuff on it, I, I was kind of waiting to see if maybe they would come up with something better down the road. But I should probably just watch it because I have it on DVD.
0: Exactly. I've,
1: I've been meaning to. I I heard it's good, but I just... It's a good that, time. I haven't yeah, that, seen that, it in that, a
0: minute, but, uh, but I remember liking
1: it. Yeah, that and Inland Empire, like the two I haven't seen. But everything else I have. Check them out. I well, won't. not Inland
0: Empire. Do not.
1: I will not check that one out. You
0: know, sometimes... It's just not worth it.
1: Yeah. I've, most of the people I've, I've spoken to do not. I like think it,
0: it has a right to exist, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but there's better things one could do in their day.
1: I could just watch Fire Walk with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd much rather watch that.
0: I, I just There's always something you can find in, in all the other ones. And I just, I can't find it in that wasteland yeah. of a film.
1: Um, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. No. Hey, so I, I really, at this point, the movie's kind of wrapped up. Mitchum kind of goes around. They 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 try to divert attention. Amy and and uh, the other guy, I can't think of his name, Chris mm-hmm. Barden. They 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 divert the attention away. So basically, Mitchum can kind of go back on him and systematically goes and and you know detains or kills uh, everybody.
0: Pindellis, goes down first. Um, who eventually yes. gets taken into custody? Then he takes down the mustache guy. Yeah, uh, mustache man. Uh, shout out to mustache man. Great. Uh, once again, just want to stress that mustache lip combo was was great. Really working that mouth. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So then Rylan's down, and uh, Jim Gary's like, you know what? Uh,
1: stick around. Well, I, I thought it was. I kind of laughed at the end when uh, Amy said, like, oh, you you're gonna be in the family now, and like, and just like, well, now he's in the family, and, like. What if you were just like nah? Like I never discussed that with you. I mean, yeah, really. But it like, but it seemed like they went from like, oh, we're kind of like in love, but like, oh, now we're getting married. Like now, this is just happening.
0: Hey, once you melt that cold, cold heart,
1: you know, you just gotta strike while that iron is hot. I guess. I guess so. I guess. I guess
0: that's what happens. If you're gonna do the old Barbara Bell Geddes.
1: Yeah, but I think overall, I thought it was a good movie. I, I, I think I really. It's a great movie. It was,
0: it's a tough one to kind of sum up. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's tough. But it's, it's a ride worth taking. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it more and more. I, I think, like, as time goes on, I'll be more familiar with it and into it. All the elements are there. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, greatly shot. Uh, cinematography is beautiful. It's You know, just seeing those old California and Arizona areas back then, very, you know, untouched by man as much as it could be. Very, yeah. very cool.
1: I, I think, you know, as I... I kind of mentioned earlier is just like I, I i like the the morality aspect of it of like i've just really what what i got out of it was just kind of removing myself and saying like putting myself in Mitchum's shoes and a position where you're, in, where you're basically when you find yourself in that dilemma where it's like he's looking to get money because he needs money obviously like i feel like he's a drifter doesn't really have a lot of money and he and he has his old friend riling because they were friends like they, they allude to the fact that they would known each other for a long time and they would probably yeah. worked together at some point as well and that they were buddies and when he realized he's actually working for the wrong side and, and, and like the equation of, and then by wrong side, I mean, like what would be considered morally wrong and kind of him being stuck in this position and I guess finding trying to find a way out of it um, for some type of moralistic reason, trying to get out of this, the situation that he's in. And, and yeah, I think for that, I think I really enjoyed it. I, I like the idea. Yeah, he's not like a
0: shady character. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, he's just a drifter. Yeah. <laughs> just
0: look, looking for some work.
1: Kind of, in a different way, it kind of reminded me, like like you said earlier about like the um, the Clint Eastwood movies, where like I mean, I know it's influenced by like the Kurosawa kind of like the you know the Yojimbo know, and that kind of stuff. Where like where he's kind of playing the sides a little bit to an extent. I mean, he wasn't doing that to the same degree, but when he was playing at least the one side with the U.S. government guy, uh, Pender Penderes Last and Riling, you know, when he was playing those guys a little bit pretending and stuff like that, like I I kind of got a little bit of an allusion to that, it just maybe think about that a little bit nice but yeah i i liked it yeah i i agree that it's, it's another movie that I, it's a movie that i would like to watch again like i, I, think, yeah. I think i think w- i would probably appreciate it even more uh on, on a subsequent watch
0: yeah i mean uh, it's just more like you you get what you need to out of the first viewing you know you're just like this is a great movie it's very enjoyable but i think you'll pick up on a lot more like nuance and uh, plot points with, with the repeated viewing for sure and just yeah. come back for that fight that fight's so good yeah Great I mean, the fight alone is, is is worth it. But 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 just in general, definitely check it out. Blu-ray just came out on uh, Warner Archive. Mm-hmm. Did a great job. Yep, let's let's get our, our blues up. We're, hold, we're holding them up. That's right. That's for you, Warner Archive. We do yep. accept review copies.
1: Yeah, got great cover artwork on it.
0: Yep, totally. Um, and I yeah, once again, just really impressed with Barbara Bel Um, hard to stress how how great a job she did after howard hughes took over rko she was fired (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did hear about that quote not sexy enough which is uh untrue and a huge bummer yeah i mean fuck howard hughes i think we already know that that history has taught us that (laughs) yeah yeah i was was like
1: yeah we're going we're going by howard hughes on this one that's not necessarily the best thing to go by
0: Um, But she'd be fine she's in vertigo she does a great yeah. job in Vertigo, um, and of course, yeah, she she was uh, a big part of the show Dallas, which I've
1: never seen. I'd like to. It's just never around. Yeah, it's not something that gets syndicated really Um no. which is interesting. But yeah, I mean, I would I would watch it. I always think about because I I think about it because of Freaks and Geeks because I know that Bill oh totally Bill Bill likes Dallas. Uh, and always always wants to watch Dallas.
0: It was such, yeah, I mean that's just it. It was such a huge cultural milestone. Yeah, yeah touchstone at the time. So. It, Anything like that, I'm always curious to see. And most of the time, I'm able to to fulfill that. So when there's been such a roadblock like this,
1: it's very and it's got Patrick Duffy, too. I mean, yeah. what, what more could you want? I don't know who shot JR, man. Yeah.
0: I know that much. Like, that's yep. just it. Like, I know, like, the... The, the, the things, yeah. The things, exactly. What, what a things, perfect way to put
1: it. You know, the things and the stuff, you know.
0: And the things, the stuff, the whatnot, all that howdy-doody I'm gonna miss the Wild West. It was fun to take a trip here.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked that we could, we took a little detour. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and went down the, went down on a, a different trail. Yeah, I, I think it was cool that we were able to get a Western film noir in. I, I think yeah, funny,
0: I don't know so. if we're ever really going to be able to accomplish that again. I'm I don't sure there's a couple. There must be one or
1: two. But yeah, I mean, I, this is like the most well-known one. I think this is the one that's like I think mostly considered to be. Is like, there a musical noir? I know there's an ice skating one that has a mu- yes. that has musical elements that was just on uh, TCM Mar- on Noir Mar- Mar- Alley. Alley. Yeah. I just yeah. watched
0: that too. and then Western of course has uh paint your wagon with yeah. Lenny Swit and Lee Marvin.
1: Mm-hmm. And to extent, I mean, there's, there's been definitely songs in Westerns, but I, I, I mean... imagine like Fred
0: McMurray, just uh, getting on there, <laughs> getting on the mic.
1: Yeah, man. Mitchum I mean, was, uh, has an, uh,
0: an album, uh, a calypso album, actually, yes, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. And you know, he sings in a lot of these movies. Uh, of course, Night of the Hunter, I, I think of especially. Yeah. He Has a very haunting song, so it's possible. Maybe we'll find it.
1: We're gonna look. I'm gonna or look it'll find
0: it. us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. I think we were. Uh, we just yeah. Episode eleven just yep. ended, so we're getting there. We're we're getting in the nitty gritty. Endless possibilities too. Totally, And we'll see what that uh, will bring us with our next week's movie, which is a Dan's suggestion. He's seen it. He's got one up on us, but he, he seems to think that this one's going to be good for us. And I, I'm trusting him. 1949's Too Late for Tears.
2: You said you wanted to look at it, Alan. Look at it. 50s and 20s. There must be thousands. Probably a hundred thousand. If I told him you were here yesterday, the police would have the money now. Let's get something straight, honey. That's my dough you're talking about.
1: Only half of it. You haven't a chance of getting it without my help.
2: What have you got in a bag? It weighs a ton. There are no cigarettes in there, Alan. Alan. to remind you, honey, you're
1: in a tough bracket now. Absolutely love this movie.
0: Good news, everybody. This is on Amazon Prime, so we can all play along. I'm
1: excited. It it's is. Great, great title. Yeah, and it has, it's another one of those titles that doesn't make sense. Like, it has oh, nothing good. to do with anything, really. But I will I will say... Yes, yeah, so we did, did
0: forget to say there's no blood on the moon uh, in this movie. The moon no movie blood. Sorry. No blood on
1: the moon. I will say about the only thing I'll say about Too Late for Tears is it it is a total ride, like straight okay. up. like it it just goes and goes and goes, and it is it is a total trip. Uh, this is a movie that like a film noir that like I've shown to friend, other friends and stuff like that, where I'll be like, hey, like you want to watch a cool film noir, like watch this one. Um, okay, so and this
0: is, sounds like it's a go along for the ride. Don't don't get caught up in the details. Exactly.
1: I mean, it's probably a little bit less confusing than than Blow on the Moon, but. yeah there's a lot a lot a lot happens for sure
0: okay i'm looking forward to it i'll uh keep my eyes dry until then yes but next week we bring the salt so come come be our pepper folks and we'll we'll talk to you then ta-ta
1: see you guys